Good morning, everybody. As I mentioned, I am not worthy to be here, but it is always a humbling experience to be asked to do something of such importance, um, something of such purpose. Pastor asked me roughly about a month ago to give a message, and he gave me two dates. I chose a date that was easier for me, and I ended up with a date that was a little bit more challenging for me. And uh, that's the way that God always works, because there's purpose in it. There's a reason that he's doing. Um, I am a procrastinator, um, not because God made me a procrastinator, but Robert made me a procrastinator. And I wait on things. But one thing that I've learned, especially over the last handful of years, but since coming to Ayers, is that I cannot procrastinate when dealing with the Word of God. So I've had a month knowing what this last week held for me. Um, I added bits and pieces, but this has been a message that I've been putting together for the past month. God gave me a word, prism, and I didn't know what it meant. I know what the word prism means, but I didn't know why is he giving me this word prism. I had a lot of things that were I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about things that were going on with me. I wanted to talk about things that were going on uh, with my sons. I wanted to talk about things that were going on with my wife. But God said prism, and that's all he gave me. He said prism is what you need to talk about. Um, and eventually, he gave me the word purpose. So being a prism for purpose. Purpose is one of those things that challenges us. Challenges me, I will say. Something I have to ask myself daily is, is what I'm doing, does it have purpose? And is it God's purpose? So they're two different things. There's Robert's purpose and there's God's purpose. Robert's purpose is the wants, the have-tos, Okay, those things that uh, doing all the have-tos to get to my want-to. But God's purpose okay, is to reveal his glory. I think it is so powerful that it is raining today. And as the message goes on, you will see why that is so powerful. I know we need rain. And my house has not rained in any significance since August 28th. It's a long time. So to hear the rain this morning, to see the rain, but then to know that I'm going to be talking a little bit about Noah today brought me to tears in my bedroom this morning. Because God is just so powerful. And if we perform his purpose, we will see okay, all that he has for us. We will have that everything. The foundational scripture for this comes out of Psalm 97 and 11. Psalm 97 and 11. If you will turn there with me. I'm reading out of the King James, Psalm 97 and 11. It says, light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. I also want to read out of the message version because it opens things up for me as I'm still learning the King James the message says, light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. Light seeds are planted in the souls of God's people. Light seeds. That means they should be manifesting into something. That light that God is, that God has put in us, should be manifesting into something. Joy seeds are planted in, uh, in good heart soil. Joy seeds 
are planted in good heart soil. That's the message version of Psalm 97:11. Um, anybody out there busy? <laughs> Your life busy? Amen. Amen. I think as a society, we are busier than we have ever been. We do not take time to slow down. We do not take time to find out God's purpose. We are so busy. Why do we need more energy? Why do we need to add more energy? There's illegal energies that are out there. There's legal energies. There's all natural energies. You can't go into a convenience store, a store, okay? How you get through the day, okay? I need that little extra something. That little extra something to get me through, right? Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take what God gave me. Okay? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, but that's not enough. Okay? I can't find out when I'm tired on my own. I've got to find out that, hey, you know what? I've got to get through because I have created my purpose. I'm not following God's purpose. So everyone is looking for, I need that little extra something. I didn't know that I already had everything that I needed. I didn't know that I was going to crash in the second half. Okay? I didn't know that when I was at halftime, I wanted to not come out of the locker room because I drank a two-liter of Jolt an hour before the game. Did not understand. But why? Okay, that was my purpose. Okay, I don't have enough. I need that little something extra because I had a late night. Something else was going on for me. Uh, and I'm going to try to stick to my notes, but the Holy Spirit takes over. So um, we are busy. We don't have time to reflect on ourselves. We don't have time for self-reflection. My wife told me, probably in the past week, she said, you look skinny. Uh, she doesn't like me being skinny. Um, <laughs> she, she doesn't like me being skinny. She said, you look skinny. I said, I do. I said, I know I've lost some weight. And I have, probably since August, I probably lost, not trying to, but probably since the beginning of August, I probably lost about 13, 14, 15 pounds. I don't see it. I look exactly the same with my own eyes as I did in August. I have to go to an authority. I have to go to the scale that says, oh my goodness, this is where you were. This is where you are. Now it's real. I don't trust her eyesight. She just says I'm skinny. I'm not as big as she needs me to be. But for me, okay, I've got to go to something else. And then she'll ask me, she always asks me this, that's what I want, but are you happy? Are you happy where you are? And when we have purpose, we should be happy. When we're doing God's purpose, we should look like our pastors. We should look like our ministers. We should look like that praise team. That's what we should look like constantly. Not just when we're out. Not just when we're in a moment. But that's what we should be looking like. Our ministers and our pastors that give us so much love. Okay? the people that are following their purpose. We know it's Marcus's purpose because look at Marcus is consistent. Marcus hands me the microphone with a smile and gives me encouragement just because of who he is, not because Marcus knows a motto, not because Marcus read a t-shirt. I'm a coach. I love that kind of stuff. What's the phrase, you know? What's the phrase we can put on a t-shirt? What's the phrase that we could put on the wall? You know, brick by brick, okay? Trust the process. Whatever it's going to be, those are mottos. Those are things that make us feel good. Brother Ed did a guy talk a while ago and talked about leadership conferences. And at some point in our careers, we all go to leadership conferences, and they make us feel good, and they give us all the things that we want to hear. And we're like, man, when I get to work, 
the next day, I'm going to take all those things and I'm going to put them into practice. And then we get there and the drudgery of life takes over. Because they were words, okay? We didn't take on to them. They had no purpose for us. They sounded great. They made us feel good. We understood. We rationalized them. We said, yes, trust the process. Do this. But then all of a sudden, Monday comes and it's like, no, no, I'm going to put my hands all over it. Because what keeps us from the prism of purpose is the prism of self. The prism of self is when we're looking at a situation and we're not trusting God. So a prism, when the word first came to me when I was in the classroom um, teaching, and we're talking about the Cold War. Cold War is a period between 1945 and 1989, um, 91, depending on which event that you're looking at. But World War II is over. The Cold War, there's two superpowers, the United States and the Soviet Union. And historians have called um, how things happened, that no matter what was going on in the world, not just in the United States, not just in the Soviet Union, but in the world, everything was looked at through the prism of the Cold War. So whether it had to do with something or not, whether it had to do with the United States and the Soviet Union and the battle that they were fighting, they looked at every situation. That's why a lot of situations didn't necessarily happen in the United States and the Soviet Union. It wasn't a hot war, it was a cold war because they never directly went after each other. They went in after other places, they went other areas, and then that's where they fought their battles. Is that what we're doing? What prism are we looking through? Are we looking through the prism of our eyes and distorting every situation and looking at the circumstances and say that this can't happen? I had the pleasure of, uh, it was a pleasure for me, some people would not say, I took 130 kids on a retreat last month. And it was, uh, it was for school. One group had been there before us. And one of the things that we were supposed to do that day is climb this mount, this mountain. It's about 1,100 feet. It's called Mount Shepherd. And they said, don't do it. It's tough. Those kids are not going to be able to do it. So we kind of changed plans, get there. The pastor who runs this place says, no, no, I've, I've been up and down the mountain. I'll take you there. Had to trust this, this individual that himself and myself were going to take these 130 kids up that mountain. Because we all have goals, right? We want to get to the mountaintop. We want to get there. That's what we want. Because, man, if we could just get to the mountaintop, the prism of self tells us if we could get to the mountaintop, man, I want this. I have to do this. But I want this. And what I want is at the top of the mountain. I have to go to work on Monday. We had homecoming dance last night. I had to be there. I wanted to watch the New York Yankees play. <laughs> but instead, I watched seniors or high school kids dance. <laughs> I roamed parking lots. I went through the hallways, I went to the bathrooms, you know. I could have checked my scores, I could have checked the game, I could have had an earbud in, I could have had the game on my phone, but no, I was there for a purpose, I had to be there, and it was not about what I wanted to do. It was not about watching the New York Yankees play. I had to be there. That was my job. That's something I have to do. I love my job, I'm blessed to have my job, but that was something that I had to do. But when we're climbing up this mountain, Everybody's ready and everybody's got a water bottle. We love water and we need water. But everybody's got their water bottles. These kids got their water bottles. We're ready to go. I'm climbing. We're going to get to the mountain. Going to climb up 1,100 feet. And it starts off steep. Okay? And 
the executive director, the pastor, is leading the front because he knows where he's going. I'm the sweeper. I'm the guy coming up at the back making sure that everybody's not getting lost. Now, if we lose him, I'm going to have to figure it out. <laughs> but we get up there, and, and we climb really fast, straight up. And uh, he gets to a stopping point, kind of goes over, like, don't touch things, okay? You're going to see a lot of things on the, on the trail, but enjoy them. Don't try to mess with them. But our human nature tells us, hey, you know what? I've seen this. I, I want to I go over here. By the time we got to that stopping point, the kids on my end are gone through their water. Water's gone. They don't have any more water. Okay? They're out of water. Then we start going up. And, and we start, we're not doing switchbacks yet. I'll talk about that in a minute. But we keep, we're just going in and out. And all of a sudden, kids just all of a sudden done. They're done. Sitting down. And they say, I can't go any further. So you can't go any further. Why not? I just, I just can't do it. I can't do it. I said, well, we're going to do this together. Faces are red. No, I just can't. I'm tired. All right, well, we're just going to do get, stop right here. But if you look over there, these things called switchbacks. Switchbacks is how you get up the mountain. You got to go, instead of going straight up, which everybody wants to do, and that's what we want to do, instead of going straight up to the mountain. The goal's up there. That's where I want to get. That first part, we went straight up, and then all of a sudden, we're going to go a little bit this way. And we start to level off. I said, your heart rate will come down, okay? Everything, you, you, you won't, you'll still be tired. <laughs> you already got tired. But as far as going on the switchback and you go this way and then you go that way and you're just going left to right instead of north-south, now you're going east-west. But that doesn't make any sense. It's going to make sense because it's going to allow your body to regroup. But I want to go up there. I want to get there. And if I just go f this way, I'm going to get there faster. You will get there faster. But one of the things they told us is when you get off the trail and you create your own trail, you create erosion. So when we're leaving what God has purposed for us and we're dealing with our prism of self because that's the goal, that's what I want, I want it now, how many things are we eroding in our lives? How many things are we eroding in the people around us because all we want to do is to get to the mountaintop as opposed to going back and forth? That's faster. That's where I want to get to. Yes, we want to get there. Glory to God. I took, we went in groups of like 30 or so, and I took three different groups up there. Storm came in the afternoon. We couldn't go anymore, but I took three different groups up there, and they all made it. That's not me. I'm not saying that because I'm anything. I'm not anything. I promise you, I'm, I'm just somebody who believes in God. But to see those kids when they get up there. We made it. The goal has arrived. We've done it. We've gone to the mountaintop. Think about the things that you want. You guys want championships, right? Do you really want a championship? You would love a championship. How about we start with a conference championship, right? Would that be wonderful? 14 years ago, I've been coaching for longer than that, but 14 years ago, I started at the school that I'm currently at. 14 years ago, and, and, and keep in mind when I'm saying this, this is not about me. This is about God. But this is about how I get in my own way with the prism of self, things that I'm looking at. Oh, man, I love to coach. Finally got this opportunity at the high school, and now these are the things that I'm going to do. We get there. They hadn't had a win. They had had one win, um, but nothing of any significance. And you go in there, and it's like we're getting beat by 40. We're getting beat by 30. Night after night. We ended up 
with eight wins that season. Um, but and that was great. That was achievement. But that doesn't help on the 40-point loss night. That doesn't help when the game's supposedly over by halftime. That doesn't help change the mindset. And I would have given anything 14 years ago to have a championship. If we could just have a championship. I've put my, we, have, we now have four, glory to God, because it, was, it became less about me as a coach and what I was doing, and I started listening to other things that were going on and what I could do. Sometimes I needed to let the players run the practice so they could get special meaning out of it. When we put our eyes on things in the prism of self, parent came in, saw one of my practices, like, this is horrible. <laughs> you know what you're doing. I'm like, thank you for your words. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, uh, yes, thank you for your feedback. Um, he didn't ask why I was doing it. So when I give somebody, when I give my players a drill, I'm like, you figure out your rotations. I don't even tell them to figure out the rotations. This is what we're going to do. I need three lines. I need this many people in line. This is what we're doing. Go. And they're frustrated because they don't know the purpose. And sometimes we don't know the purpose. We've got to go through that frustration. But I need to teach them how to deal with frustration. God sometimes is going to, it's going to be, God, why am I doing this? Why, this can't be my purpose. My purpose is over here. I'm getting to the mountaintop, God. This can't be my purpose. I'm getting back to our championships, so don't think that I forgot. But it's like, I need to create chaos. I need to create controlled chaos. And to watch them figure it out on their own. To watch them communicate. To watch them say, okay, actually, we're going to go this way. This is how these lines are going to work. This is what we're going to do. It takes some time. You've got to be patient. My first couple years of coaching, I controlled everything. We're going to do this. We're going to do layups for 45 minutes so we can do layups. No, because we lost the rest of practice. That's not the time to become the best at layups. We need foundations. We need certain things. But what we need to do is not have me spend 45 minutes on layups because we lost so many other things. But this is what we're going to do. I had my mind what was coaching, and this is how we're going to do it. And then I started to learn... Watch them get frustrated. Watch them get frustrated with me. Just like we get frustrated with God sometimes, right? That same parent later on was like, came back to practice another time. was like, man, that's a great drill. It's the exact same drill. But they were doing it with purpose and the way it should be done because they had figured it out. And then we talk about it, and then I tell them why we do it. And then they teach each other. They teach the younger kids to do it. They go through those things, uh, those plans. I would have given anything for a championship. My favorite uh, college basketball team won the championship. And the coach said, I'm going to enjoy this for a day. I'm like, a day? You're going to have books. You're going to be on every media outlet. You're good to go. He said, I'm going to enjoy it for a day. There's another coach. I may not be a fan of his teams, but to try to glean everything I can from everybody that I come into contact with. And I don't just look at coaches, I look at everybody because everybody's important. But this coach won back-to-back -back at this school, back-to-back -back championships. Said when he won, okay, he went, okay, everybody's celebrating. After you get through the press conference and everything, everybody's celebrating, everybody's having a big time. You know what he did after that championship? He went to his office and he called every single recruit. He didn't enjoy it. Because we think when we get to the mountaintop, we're there, we're done. 
his daughter signed a letter of intent uh, for, a special, for, a, for a sport, he was going to miss it. He was going to miss it because he had forgotten what his purpose was. His purpose was to serve this school, and he'd forgotten other things. Okay? That championship didn't make him happy. Changed his life, but it didn't make him happy. Okay? Because it was on to the next thing. He couldn't enjoy the championship. We've enjoyed those championships, but the, the kids that are going to try out in a couple weeks, they don't care about the championships that came before. Can I be on the championship team? Those kids on the championship team, we just had a championship, and I know some people may be listening, and um, I'm going to speak the truth. So just had a championship. We did three volleyball matches in one evening on, on Wednesday. And uh, so we did the first two, and the guy turns to me and looks at me and says, she hasn't played in any of the first two games. And I'm like, okay. Game ends, we win, we're going to the championship game. And I'm walking by uh, um, the coaches after the game, and he looks and he says, and I see him talking to the coach. I have to go up to him and say, hey, you know what? Now's not the time. But she, I was like, now's not the time. He's like, Robert, she just won't stand up for herself. I'm like, well, this isn't helping. 24 hours, that's the rule. We can talk about this. I knew what she was doing. We hadn't lost a game all season. A lot of people won an undefeated season. But the prism of his self, he was so mad he didn't enjoy the first two games because his child wasn't playing. I've seen that kid not play, and I've seen that kid play. I've seen that kid drop 30, and I've seen that kid get pulled out of the game. It's whatever he needed at that particular time. But she started the championship game. I knew she was going to start the championship game because I knew what the plan was. But some of those other kids need a championship experience. Some of those other kids need to know that they're going to be able to get in there and do it because once she's gone, what are we going to have to do? Other people are going to have to step up. Matt, win the championship, undefeated, two straight years. That doesn't make anything because tomorrow afternoon I have to deal with a meeting in which somebody is going to say, hey, you know what? There's no leadership showed favorites, don't like what's going on. We just won the championship. Doesn't mean anything. Only matters if, it, if we can be part of it. You were part of it. Should have saw the whole thing. But you were so frustrated that instead of realizing the purpose and what you could do, and there'll be other championships. Getting back to the mountaintop, when we set that goal, you gotta come back down the mountain. And when you come back down the mountain, you know, uh, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus went up there, right? And okay, a multitude of followers came down with him. A multitude of followers came down. They didn't just say, okay, that's great. Let's print it. Let's make bumper stickers. Let's put it all over everywhere. Let's put it on the walls. We're good. I'll catch up with you later. They followed him. That's what changing a culture is. Okay? Changing a culture, not just subscribing to okay, a phrase or a motto. And I love phrases and mottos, but there's got to be action that's associated with it. Come down the mountain was hard. Because even when you, when you get to the switchback, you're going at a much uh, um, less steep grade, but in the turn, you're going almost straight down. And you start sliding. 
you start losing your balance. Everybody picked up a walking stick at some point in time because that's what we needed. So you get up there, you enjoy it while you can, and make sure that you enjoy it, but you got to come back down because there's a lot of things that you need that are down the valley. There's a lot of things that we need that are down the valley because there's bigger mountains that are up ahead for us, right? And that walking stick's not going to be enough. There are bigger mountains that we're going to have to get up. We're going to need more resources. We're going to need the help of other people. We're not going to be able to do it on our own necessarily. We're going to need to know who tried to do it before and how we're going to learn from them. The prism of self. I talk about sports all the time, but I see it in sports all the time. Okay? We give up so easily. We can't be fans of God. We've got to be on God's team. Fans, I feel bad for kickers who missed a field goal. Feel bad for a 19-year-old kid who misses a field goal. A 20-year-old kid who misses a field goal. That's his job. That's what, that's what he's supposed to do, yes. And you know what? Let's look at the mistakes that I make at work daily. And 150,000 people, plus all the people watching on TV, they can tell me that I can't believe, how did you miss that? It was so easy. I don't know. But I want to be on God's team because there's a place for me on God's team. I can't just be a fan. Fans get to leave before it's over. We don't have a chance. We're out of here. I remember I was that fan. A certain local team was playing a team from, from, from Georgia. It was like 49 nothing at halftime. I'm out of here. Why would I sit here and watch this? Are we doing that to God? Are we being fans of God or are we being on God's team? There's no way we're going to do this. Why? Because you believe in the impossible or you believe in all things through God are possible. Well, we haven't won a game. Can't believe there was an upset yesterday. Why? I've seen upsets every year. I've seen the, the unthinkable because they believed, because it was a culture, because we may have lost every game, but this game's going to be important because how mad would we get if we paid for something and then everybody left? You go to a concert and everybody's like, well, sorry, we're not going to play any of your favorite songs. We're leaving. Imagine if I took my team, okay, and it was like, you know what? I just don't think we're going to be able to do it. We're leaving. What would we do? God doesn't do that to us. God doesn't pack up and leave, and he's not going to leave his team. The fans can leave the team. Fans can criticize. The fans can act like they're the best coaches, they're the best players. They can do every single thing right. They can run with the mob mentality, but they don't run with God's team mentality. They don't run with what God has for them. Sorry, the Holy Spirit's just taking me in. Um, so, uh, prism. Talked about that prism, prism of self. Let me talk about prism of pur pur for purpose. When this was given to me, uh, that word prism, I thought about the prism of the Cold War and how we distort things and see them the way we want. But the prism of purpose, God is light, correct? Yes. God is light. Let's turn there. Let's, uh, let's, um, 1 John 1 and 5. If you will turn there with me. 1 John 1 and 5. First John 1 and 5. 
This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So you know what happens? God is light. There is no darkness in him. But we fight darkness every day. We try to, uh, the prism of self will take God's light and it will cover it like a basket. God told us in, uh, um, we learn in Matthew uh, 5 um, that, you know, we have this light. It's not to be put under a basket. It's to be shared. Okay? The whole house should be able to enjoy it. That's why we have a light. When a light comes through a prism, does anyone know what it does? Refracts and then disperses. The prism separates light into the colors that I learned, and I don't know why I still remember it, but Roy G. Biv. Roy G. Biv is the color of the rainbow. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. First letter of each of those colors. I still know it to this day. But a white light came in, hit this transparent object, solid object, and then dispersed over here. That's beautiful. That's a beautiful rainbow right there. But I'm looking for the white light. The prism of self is looking for the white light. The white light can't get there. If you take two prisms, you can take that white light, refract it, it's dispersed into a rainbow, goes through another prism, and turns back into white light. So the prism of purpose, the prism for purpose, is us. We're supposed to impact other people. That light, but we don't see it. That's a beautiful rainbow. When we're going up the mountaintop, we'll stop at the scenic overlook. That's nice. We'll stop there. Sometimes we don't want to go any further. Say, so that's nice. That's not what we came for, but we stopped there. So that's beautiful. God has more for you. God has more for you than what okay, we can imagine. I love where Pastor left off last week when he was talking about dare to dream again. And let me find those scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18. While we look not, not at the things which are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. We're still looking for that light of God. And then we create what that should be as opposed to realizing that all of a sudden that prism for purpose has separated it. My, my colors are not full. My rainbow is not full. And, and that's on me. That's things I'm not doing. So I can't get to full purpose. I can, I can shine in a blue light, and I can accent something. But I'm not giving all of God. I'm not sharing all of God, because if I was sharing all of God, it wouldn't just be little impacts. Because we can still impact people. If we're just doing red, orange, and yellow, we can still impact a lot of people, and we should. But there's more out there. It's the full light of God that has to come through us. It's the full light of God. Pastor also talked at, towards the end of last week's message in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. For we've walked by faith and not by sight. Pastor talked last week about John 20 and 29. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believed. We wait to see something. We wait to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, this light is coming in through me, and I've done this. I've prayed. Uh, I've been thankful. 
I've done these things, but have you done all the things that God needs you to do? And, and are you sharing it with other people? Are you doing those things? Purpose is waking up in the morning and know that without fail, Sister Debbie, Sister Zabora, Sister Trina, have you ever heard them say your name in the morning? Oh my God. And then when I'm not on there, I think about them and I say, you know what, I've got to go through this day because I know they said my name. They may have said my name. They said somebody else's name. They said my name today. Do you know how powerful that is? That's purpose. That's them being a prism for purpose. Because you may be on the line, you may not be on the line at 5 uh, o'clock in the morning. You may tune in at 5.40. You may tune in only on Wednesdays. You may not tune in, but hear about it. But when you hear your name, all of a sudden, whoa. When you hear the name of your children, when you hear the, the things that they're praying about, when you hear the things that people are going through, and you know that somebody is there for you, that's being a prism for, that's purpose, that's true purpose, and it's not just them, there are other people that jump on the line, but they are there, you know what, Sister Debbie's voice is there, Sister Zipporah's voice is there, I know we're going to close out with Sister Trina, I know those things are going to be there, and when you hear your name, and it's like, man, not just my name, but they're saying everybody's name, okay, I don't know that there is a face that I see in here that has not been mentioned, okay, in intercessory prayer, that's powerful, that's impactful, that is shining God's light. They are a prism for purpose. They have to know. They can't wake up and say, you know what? There's about three people listening today, so, okay? I only heard like three chimes in, okay? And that might just be Sister Debbie, Sister Zipporah, and Sister Trina. They may only hear two of them. But to know that they're going to do that every single day, that's powerful. To know that there are people that are out there and don't get me wrong, I bet you there are people praying for, in this, this, uh, this house, there are people praying outside of just that. So when you want purpose for your day, you've got to think about, who's praying for me? Who are doing those things? I can't see them. I can't hear them. But I know that they're happening. Because there's a prism of, for purpose that is out there for me that is shining the light, shining God's light so that it will impact me so that I can make some changes. I can be more obedient. I can have a full, full colors of God. The Friday before, I think it's the Friday before the NCAA football season starts, wear your colors day. Everybody wears their colors. But we're not wearing the full colors of God. We're not wearing the full colors of God. But some people are. And we should be tapping into them, and then we should be taking them. So start with your blue light. Be your blue light. Be your red light. Be whatever light that you can be, and then grow. Get the full light of God, not just one separation of God. Because it all comes at different speeds. We all learn it at different times. Prism, as far as two com key, key components in the prism definition, a transparent body. Reflects, refracts and disperses light. It's got to be transparent as a body. For us to move to that next level, we have to be transparent. And we have to disperse the light. Why we come where we come, why we're shown here, why we were drawn to Ares Christian Center Church. We're moving to another level. We're transitioning. That, another, that next level is coming. And it's going to get bigger. It's going to be like conference championships and state championships and national championships, as big as Ayers is going to grow, because we know what Ayers is, but growing is going to be hard. 
the body has to be transparent. The body has to continue to pass along that light in that transition. So many references to light in the Bible. Consuming fire, like lightning. But we can't always see it. Fans get mad at me when I shut down a game because of weather. <sighs> it's not raining here. I didn't hear any lightning. I didn't see anything. Well, let me tell you a story. My mentor was in Georgia at a baseball game. Pitchers on the mound. Clear skies above, storms off in the distance. Now we can play. Pitcher struck by lightning. Not a cloud that looked like anywhere near him. Because we couldn't see it with our own eyes. The prism of self People are dying, and I'm not talking about that situation. I'm talking about people do not know God. Our life is not our own. We've been bought with a sacrifice. So you may not understand that, you know what? I hope I never see that situation. I've had one similar situation where somebody passed for 18 seconds. I never wish it again. Never want to clear a gym again. Never want to deal with what I saw. But we've got to do everything we can okay, to bring life, to bring God. God is light. God is love. We've got to be obedient. We can't get caught up in our purpose and how it prevents us from the purpose. First Peter 4 and 10. We'll turn to 1 Peter 4 and 10. First Peter 4 and 10 says this, As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one unto another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. His light that comes through us must pass on to others. We need to share it with others. You'll know when you're on purpose because you'll know how you're feeling. You'll know on purpose because you'll know that it's God. In Proverbs 19, we'll turn to Proverbs 19, 20, and 21. Proverbs 19, 20, and 21. Hear counsel and receive instruction that they, that thou mayest be wise in thy later end. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. We need to receive instruction. We need to receive counsel. Some people can't make it up to the mountain on top on their own. They need other people. Okay? Some people that make it up there on their own need help coming down. When we got up to that mountaintop, you actually don't, you're not above the tree canopy. There's a tower that goes another 150 feet up in the air. And they, they, some of the kids want to climb the tower. Some of the kids don't. Some of them run up that tower. But then coming down, they're looking down. And fear is overtaking them. And they need somebody 
to get them back down. Okay. As far as when we're looking at that, we need wise counsel. We can't do it on our own, but the prism of self is going to tell us that we can do it on our own. No, this is what I want. But remember, what you want, that happiness is going to come for a moment. That championship is going to come for a moment. God's purpose continues and goes on forever. It is eternal. He is an everlasting God. It's everlasting. What are the things that are going to be everlasting? I like to take kids through, um, uh, I like to take teams into uh, um, schools we play at, and I'll show them pictures from like the 1970s. I'll be like, you know what that is? Like, not a clue. Like, but in their time, they were important. In their time, they were enough to be in this trophy case. In their time, they had all this. But if they stop right there, they're sitting on a shelf. God doesn't want us sitting on a shelf. God doesn't want us resting. It's good to have goals. But purpose is following God's light and continuing in that light. Turn with me to Genesis 9. And this is where I'm going to uh, wrap up. I've read this. Does anyone have the amplified version in here with them today? You do? Okay. Excellent. So I have the King James, but I also looked it up. Um, so in mine, I got a title that says, Genesis 9, God blesses Noah. Ray, what does your say in the amplified? Covenant with God. Covenant with Noah. Okay. I've seen some that say the covenant of the rainbow. The covenant of the rainbow. God told Noah to build the ark. Remember, no one's seen rain. Are we going to find purpose? When we say it hasn't rained, the pastor talks about this all the time. But we know that story. We know that Noah built the ark. God commanded him to do it. And Noah did it. All right, then, okay, what God said, the floods came. And then the floods descended. These are the chapters that are leading up. He wiped everything out because of how bad everything had gotten. He wiped it out. Genesis chapter 9, what it says in the beginning, in God, uh, Genesis 9 and 1, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Do you know what this is? The rainbow is a sign. We ignore signs all the time because they don't look like the white light. It looks like a rainbow. That's nice. That's not what I want over there. That's nice. That's for somebody else. I want wherever the white light is. <laughs> Should be appearing right here. And if I just get there, that's where I'm going to be fulfilled. But then I get there and I'm not happy. Or I get there and I'm only happy for a moment. The rainbow is a sign. It's a sign of a new beginning. Because what Genesis 9 is, it's a new covenant. We're starting over. We're in a new beginning. We're about to be in a new, new beginning <laughs> come November. Something that I can't even wrap my head around because I can only imagine what it means to our pastors that they have done that for God. That all of the glory of God has come 
raining down. And there's been a lot of struggles along the way, not just in buildings, but looking at the life, their life and what they've gone through. But a new beginning. God will give us our rest. God will give us the things that we need. God will provide. But our purpose has to be for God. If our purpose is not in God, then we can't see those signs. We make up signs or we ignore the signs because they're not what we want. They don't look like what we need. But here, be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. You know a rainbow. Everybody says that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, right? Do you know a true rainbow is a circle? You knew that, right? A true rainbow is a circle. But when we're looking at it through the prism of self, when we're looking at it through our earthly eyes, we're chasing a pot of gold. And if you can tell me where you found it, please let me know. But they say when you're in an airplane, or better yet, when you have a view from God, God's light doesn't end. You can have goals along the way, but you keep going because you're fulfilling God's purpose. So you get championship after championship after victory. And there are defeats along the way, but you continue to get those victories. You continue to get those championships. You continue to be a champion of God. You continue to glorify God. You continue to thank God. You're not just a fan. You're on the team. Everybody I work with, I work alongside with, doesn't matter who they are. A lot, of, a lot of kids go off to college and they chase in a very appealing um, degrees. If I could do this, man, that will be wonderful. You should try and do it first. <laughs> you should do what that is. Man, I'm going to be, going to be a, a great uh, whatever it is, fill in the blank. If I get this job, man, I'll be working in this industry and I'll do this. If you don't have any purpose behind it, you're going to get it. You're going to get that raise. You're going to get those bills. You know, you're going to get that new car. You're going to get everything that you want. But do you go home Do you go home to the house and say, man, look at this. Man, do you stop at the front door when you haven't had that? And you go, man, four years later? And this is not anything against car salesmen. The people that... I want to talk to when I purchase a car, maintenance, because who's going to be maintaining the car the whole time? What kind of relationship are you going to have? Glory to God for the salesman that's selling me the car, but that's the last time I'm probably going to see that person. They may reach out, send me a letter, shoot me an email, maybe a text, about time for a new car. <laughs> yes, but your wonderful maintenance department has got me through and I don't quite need one yet, but thank you. Are we maintaining it? Are we allowing other people to maintain it? Or do we just enjoy the pleasure of the moment? Remember that rainbow, God's light is never ending. Be on the team, not just a fan. Show the colors of God. I love everlasting God. Okay. Was it Psalms 27 and 1? I know we read it already today. Let's just read it again. Every morning, I don't know what battles I'm going to face. So every morning, and I may be a, a fool, but if I'm a fool, I'm a fool for God. But 97, Psalm 97 and 1. No, no, Psalm 27 and 1, sorry, my bad. 
The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? I sing. We have traffic drop off for an hour. And I sing that song every morning. 7.30, when I'm out there at the crosswalk, I'm standing there. Okay, before, I'm about to let the traffic go, and then everybody's going to be coming into the school for the next hour. What do I do? I sing that song. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I get to see kids kiss their parents goodbye. I get to see kids argue with their parents in the car. You know, But I take a mental note. Oh, I might need to see that kid later. Because they may do something they don't want to do because they're in a bad mood. I get to see kids driving to school, and they got to walk past me. And I get to see their mood. I get to look at... okay. 800 bodies and I've got to figure out who are the ones who need me more but they all need me not me they need God because sometimes it's a little things there's little routines that I do every day and somebody will pull up and say you know what I didn't get this little thing and I was like that made your day that little thing made your day I got to be consistent I got to be obedient but I sing that the Lord is my light and my salvation. I'm not going to sing because you don't want to hear that. That would not be good for anybody. And I can't do it as they, they do it so wonderful. You know what? I, don't, I, hear, I hear Sabrina. Okay? I hear Gerard. I hear Stephanie. I hear Hope. I hear Natalie. I hear everybody that is ever saying in here because, you know what? When we turn, when we turn on praise in the house or I'm listening to it in the car, I don't hear the people that are famous. You are the people that are famous because you've brought that purpose. You've brought that song into my life whether I knew it before or whether I didn't know it. Those are the voices that I hear. And I'll tell her, oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that the one that Hope does? Isn't that the one that Stephanie does? Isn't that the one that Natalie does? Oh, Sabrina does that. Colleen does this one over here. Man, Minister Lamar, you know how many times early on? Man, I just need him to get up there, Jason to get up there, Ed, you know. There's so many, you know. Trina in the background. There's so many things. I love hearing those voices. Sister Jackie in the background. I love hearing those voices. Those are my famous people. Those are my people with purpose because they're doing it right here. They're doing it for God. There's no paycheck at the end of the day for them. The paycheck is coming from God, okay? Not in the world. Anyway, be a prism for purpose. Don't get caught up in a prism for self. That is my message for today.